Okay, everyone, podcast number 16. I've got Simon Beasley here from uh, Work Sorted. And as you know, Work Sorted is the, uh, the CRM for uh, Advice Evolution. And, uh, great system. We've been using you guys for a while, Simon. Uh, when did, uh, so what's your actual role at uh, Work Sorted? Yeah, so um, my role's a, a little bit of an evolving one at the moment. I think officially right now I am incoming CEO um, with the intention being that as of 1 July, I formally take on the role. Um, so I, I guess I've been involved with the business for formally for a few years, but Dan and I go, Dan, who being the founder of WorkSorted, we go back um, close to 20 years now and I, I worked with him in another uh, business. We co-founded a company together as well. And so, um, you know, look, we, um, we both have very similar passions um, and, and I love his business and we've been working closely together. And um, so we're working in a bit of a transitionary phase right now where I start to take the reins a little bit more heavily to manage the strategic direction of the business. And um, Dan will still remain heavily involved um, running the product side and innovation side of things, which is really where his strengths lie. Um, and, and between the two of us, you know, continue on growing this business. Yeah, well, it's, a, it, it's an option that uh, we, we decided to work with you guys some time ago because, you, you know, you're a little bit smaller, you're um, more agile. You sort of suited what we wanted to try to do because, you know, us being, you know, we're a little bit smaller, we want to be agile, uh, we want to be virtual. Yeah. Um, it works perfectly. Like you guys in Adelaide and it sort of you know, makes no difference. We don't have to go and see you all, but you come to the conference. But um, yeah. it's, you know, we don't actually have to uh, physically touch base. But anyway, there's some cool things going on in, uh, in Works Order at the moment, apart from just the facility. You know, it, it's, it's an awesome CRM system and it's a great, uh, great system for managing our, um, our income. Mm-hmm. And obviously, everyone's familiar with that, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit more if we get a chance. But yeah. uh, in the interim, though, there's a couple of other benefits at the moment that uh, you, you, a couple of things you're working on with the moment, at the moment that really um, touch base with us. The first one is um, Dropbox. Then there's financial mappers and DocuSign. Do you want to talk about how that's all working at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, look, we, I guess to, to start off with, you know, we are, you're right, um, you know, a smaller business. Um, we're not the big behemoths like some of the, you know, main incumbents in, in our industry. Um, and, and as part of the way we operate our business, we listen to advisor feedback. Um, we spend a lot of time talking to our advisors. And, you know, this is a piece of software used by advisors. So, um, it makes sense that we're listening to their feedback. And um, one of your very own, uh, Mr. Stedman, um, has uh, come on board using a full license now, um, has been fantastic with um, not only onboarding his business, but giving us some great feedback. And this was a little one that came from him. Um, it's something that we've been eyeing for a little while and um, something that Anthony said would be really useful for his business. And it's um, really about being able to easily access client files and folders that don't necessarily reside within our software. So things like Dropboxes, Google Drives, and those sorts of things, um, you know, we're seeing more and more practices use um, and, and save their files. And so it made sense for us to investigate how we could sort of, you know, I guess, build that connection between the two. And um, in fact, the, the um, functionality, I guess, is a little bit broader than uh, just Dropbox. It's a, it's a links, online links functionality. So within a client's profile and under general information, um, you can now add all types of links with related, uh, that are related to that client. So it may be a link to their, uh, to their Dropbox folder or OneDrive or Google Drive. It may be a link to their company website. It could be to their social media pages. Any of those sorts of online links can now be created against the client profile. You can name them with a relevant label um, and then you just click on those and, and that'll direct you straight to, to those pages. So great new bit of feedback um, from, from Anthony and, and that feature is now released and, and available in software. 
Oh, great. So that's rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that one's been live now for a few weeks. I know Anthony's been in and tested it um, and, and he's really positive on it too, which is great. And so we've, we've uh, tweeted that. That's generally how we let our users know there's just a little widget inside our software with all our tweets. And um, that was one that we let know and we'll, we'll certainly be talking about that a bit more in our uh, monthly sessions. Um, the, uh, the financial mappers integration. So um, for those that aren't aware, financial mappers is um, a, an alternative to the big incumbents from an advice uh, tool perspective. They've got a range of tools in there for modeling and, and, and ultimately SOA production. Um, and we, we had a request um, from a few users, but also an interest in um, connecting with tools like that. And so we can now share client information from our software into theirs. Um, and also when reports are created within financial mappers, um, when they're ready to be sent or presented to clients, um, those documents can be saved automatically into WorkSorted as a file note. So a nice neat bit of sharing there um, to, to keep the right information inside of WorkSorted, but also share relevant client information into their software to reduce any double handling or rekeying of data. So how does that uh, how does it physically work, Simon? Have you done it? So do I open yeah, yeah. financial mappers and then click on and I go where it goes add client? There's a button that I push, or do I go into work sorted and then say do I want to do a financial mapper model? Yeah, so we've just finished a, a little bit of a user guide that um, both financial mappers and uh, and work sorted will issue out. Um, it's uh, it's quite simple within work sorted to um, share client information with financial mappers. There are export buttons either on the client page, if you want to export individual client details, or on our client list page, if you want to export a number of clients details all at once. Um, that just exports to a simple Excel file that is immediately um, something that is in a format ready to be uploaded into uh, financial mappers. And importantly, what it includes is a work sorted ID number. Um, so that ID number is what is then used by financial mappers to share the information back into our software. Um, in financial mappers, when reports are created, um, there are little tick boxes that can be set to defaulted, you know, ticked, um, that just say sent to works ordered. Um, and so when those emails are being sent or when those reports are being produced, um, a little tick box is all you need to do, click generate, and then those reports are automatically sent through to our software and saved as a file note, as I mentioned. Nice, nice. So that should be pretty good. And hopefully uh, we can, uh, I've got a couple of advisors having a look at that at the moment. So um, yeah, great. Look at that. Look, the next big one for us is signatures. Yes. Um, so yep. what, what do you got happening there? Yeah, so look, we, we've actually finished um, the DocuSign integration, but we haven't released it. We actually pulled that one back um, once we had a bit of a look at it. So the developers build these things and um, we get our hands on it to have a bit of a look. We, we decided that we wanted to pull it back and add some more functionality before we released it. So um, look, the, the, the main priority around DocuSign integration was for fee disclosure statements. That was the, uh, the original request is to integrate it in for e-signatures on, on those compliance documents. Um, but of course, there are other documents that, uh, you know, that practices generate that require signatures. And so we wanted to ensure that we could incorporate DocuSign into any type of document template that, that advisors or users wanted to create within our software. And so um, there's a few sort of additional functionality um, pieces around that that we wanted to include. So look, they're being finished off at the moment. We hope to actually have it fully released um, in the next couple of weeks. And it'll come effectively with two options. You can either use your own DocuSign accounts if you already have one, um, and that will use your own envelopes and you know um, effectively come at your own cost. Um, but what we're also negotiating is a direct um, uh, direct feed with DocuSign where advisors can effectively use our account uh, and just pay for the envelopes. 
Um, so that we're looking to sort of negotiate a bit of a discounted rate. It's a bit of a volume, you know, bonus thing, if you like. The more we get going through our system, the cheaper they really get, um, you know, and that'll just be our cost. We'll just, we'll pass that through. And similar to our text message service at the moment, if you use our service, we just invoice you on a monthly or quarterly basis with however many text messages and the unit cost of those. It'll be the same with the envelopes for DocuSign. You can um, use them as much or as little as you like and we just send through a direct invoice um, on a monthly or quarterly basis for those. So yeah, it's exciting. It's a, it's a nice, neat bit of functionality. It's a deep integration too. So when those um, documents are signed, they are automatically returned into our software and there's a notification so that you can see that they've been signed. Um, so very smooth, slick, um, you know, piece of integration there, which we're really happy about. And uh, yeah, no, that's pretty exciting. There's one other thing I'll ask you about when we uh, get through this next section, but while we're um, going through now there, obviously advice, you know, advice evolution, we provide all of our advisors with the basic model, that the basic yeah. entry set level um, works ordered and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good enough to run a practice, but there's a heap more functionality that's available and uh, some bells and whistles. So can you just tell us what the, because, and we've got it, and you're giving us a great deal on, hooking into the, the full license. Can you sort yeah. of give us a yell as to what, what, what's actually in it? Absolutely. So yeah, look, the, um, the licenses that are provided, I guess, as a default um, for, you know, as part of your offering, um, are what we refer to as read-only licenses, it's a bit of a poor description for them, but um, really the, um, the, the main uh, purpose of those licenses is for revenue access. So advisors can run their own revenue reports but I guess more importantly is uh, manage the fee disclosure production as well. And so, you know, revenues flowing through to their logins, they can then produce their own FDSs, um, but it also gives them some additional functionality around opt-in management and then some basic CRM and workflow um, capabilities as well. Um, now those facilities are available, but they're rather limited in the sense that you can't customize um, you can't create new, you can't manage settings around those sorts of things. And so for a lot of businesses, that's fine and it's, it's, um, it's really functional for them. But the full version that's available really opens up a lot of that functionality as well. Workflows can be customised, settings can be customised, document templates can be built and customised. And then other features such as things like process automation, which a vast majority of our practices do use for scale and efficiency. Um, opens up as well. You know, the process automation functionality, we, I think we've undersold for a very long time, but what we're seeing is a massive uptake of those features to automatically issue out emails, text messages, um, automatically create documents, automatically kick off workflows based on important milestones in a client's life cycle. You know, that could be um, anniversary dates, client start dates, FDS or opt-in dates, client ID expiries, you know, all kinds of different um, fields and features that we capture about a client can be used as triggers for those sorts of things. Um, so there's sort of, a, I guess, a, a short list of some of the additional functionality that's um, available through the system. There's a, a plethora more as well. But like I said, it, it, the, I guess the key aspects are that it opens up for a lot more customization by firms. Um, they can start to make it their own and, and you know, um, really build it out. Um, but then there are a number of pieces of key functionality that are offered too. Um, the the uh, license fee offering um, is a discounted one, so it's uh, either 300 a month or 3,000 a year if they want to pay annually um, for your advisors. Um, there is a uh, just a coupon code that's put in when they um, when they register for that, and then of course there's training that we do and some additional services if they want us to assist with loading client information if, if they haven't already um, into the software. Yeah, and so look, it's a good deal that you guys are offering, and it's a, it's a look, it's a good program to be able to, um, yeah, it's it's going to make the, the functionality within your office a, a lot better. Now Absolutely. you're working on uh, at the moment for us, you're working on 
we're, we're moving the page from the Philippines to you guys um, yeah. completely now. And yep. secondly, uh, you know, the interim, you're getting the uh, the labels consolidated. Mm. Now, obviously, when we uh, when we move to the pay system, we're going to have to have or well, we're going to have a bunch of consolidated labels. At that point, we're going to adopt some as an, from an AE level, which will be pretty bland. Mm. If a practice wants to have some more specific ones, the time now is to actually do that at the changeover point, isn't it? Yeah, so look, um, you're right. What we're doing at the moment is a label consolidation at a licensee level. And, and the purpose of that consolidation is to give you guys much clearer reporting um, around the types of revenue that you're receiving. Um, I guess if you, if you, you know, delve into the details that come through in revenue statements, you know, every product provider has a different name for their products. Um, but generally speaking, you only are interested in understanding them as investment superannuation. The actual names that they give their products is kind of just relevant to them really more so than, than you from a revenue perspective. And so tidying and consolidating them up gives you more meaningful reporting. But most importantly, what that also assists with is grouping um, revenue for FDS disclosure purposes. You know, within our software, it's important to, be, to decide what is disclosable and what is not disclosable. And a lot of the product codes and product names are quite ambiguous and make it quite difficult for you to determine what should and should not be disclosable. And so by tidying them up and actually labeling them more accurately and more correctly and more uh, giving them more obvious names, I guess, um, it does make it easier to determine what should and should not be disclosed. So we're doing that at a head, lock, head office level for you, but what we will do as part of this process is also give a bit of a roadmap, if you like, for practices if they want to use our guide um, to consolidate their own revenue. Um, we will offer to do it for them if they want to. There'll be a small cost around that, um, but otherwise they can do it themselves. And most importantly, they can choose to have their own naming conventions too. So what we call something might not necessarily be what another practice does, but at least they'll have a guide that they can follow and the same benefits apply. It's just more meaningful reporting for them and a much easier understanding of what should and should not be disclosable from an FDS perspective. It also gives them a whole different level of automation if they want to go into that space Absolutely. too. And they can, they can differentiate between different sorts of superannuation and different sorts of pensions and investments. Correct. And, things. and, and you know, maybe if they want to be on different platforms and things, they can actually utilise that, that. That's right. Yeah, and awesome. look... Correct. And to, to each their own, right? Some people um, don't necessarily care to differentiate the types of insurance policies. They just want to call it risk. Others really want to delve into the detail and understand what income they're getting from, you know, monthly benefit income protection style policies versus lump sum policies. Um, and so they can really flesh it out and, and add the detail if they wish. Albeit as the, uh, as, as, um, the face here and the Royal Commission changes come in and there's going to be less need for that because it'll pretty well be all beef service. Or risk. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And so, you know, to that point, and I'll, I'm happy to talk a little bit more about it, but um, we're certainly moving with the times as well and, and have started to build out more functionality in our system around things like invoice management. Um, so that'll be a bigger part of what our system will do moving forward. And that rolls into other, I guess, um, you know, logical developments for us around things like integrating with zeros and myobs. Um, you know, we may get to a point where rather than receiving revenue from those platforms or from insurance, it may all of a sudden be the case that advisors are having to issue out hundreds of monthly invoices. You know, that's a, a new problem for practices to have to manage and one that we certainly want to be able to assist with. Yeah, okay. So then, yeah, look, and that's definitely a space that you guys will jump in. One of the other things I was just thinking of too, when, when you were talking about financial mappers and you can actually um, set things up to that, do you guys have um, the ability now to utilize, to do the same thing with, a, with an F&A? 
Um, yeah, so good question. So we, um, so FNA is, um, I guess, another word for a fact find, right? So no, it is a fact, yeah, yeah it is a fact find. So um, we are we're working on a couple of initiatives in that space. Um, one, there are a growing number of quite cool uh, digital fact find tools becoming available in the market, and I, I kind of bundle them in with uh, client engagement tools. There are more and more of those types of tools becoming available. Um, we're looking at a lot of them, and so it makes sense for us to look at how we might integrate with those and, and draw information from those tools into ours, but also vice versa. Um, as a, a CRM, we are also looking at how we can provide um, more tools to allow those sorts of um, bits of functionality from our system. We traditionally haven't put a lot of emphasis on it because we, we don't consider ourselves, we, we aren't an advice tool, for example. And so a lot of those key financial details um, don't really have relevance in our system. We don't use them for anything. And so typically advisors don't bother putting it in our software because they're more interested in putting it in their advice tool where they use it. Um, but as we're seeing a growing trend towards more outsourced advice or outsourced power planning, um, there is this demand for us to pretty much house everything. And so uh, I guess part of our roadmap is the consideration of building out effect effectively a full fact find capability in software and still be able to leverage external tools if advisors wish to use them, but potentially even provide something directly through our own solution. Yeah. Okay. So, um, look, what else is on the uh, on the horizon, Simon? Look, it's pretty exciting. Like you guys are flat out. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, much. look. I um, I love this business. Um, never a dull moment, and um, we have quite a rapid development cycle, which is um, a strength of ours, I think, compared to some of the bigger players. Um, we can move with the times, and we certainly, you know, we we want to keep building um, relevant tools for our advisors. Look, we we follow a mantra of, of really finding easier and faster ways for advice professionals to manage their business. That's kind of, that's what we do, right? So we're always focused on what we can continue to develop or what we can connect to that, that lends to that. Um, and so whilst I, I don't tend to, uh, I, don't, I don't preference um, selling futures or making promises on what we are doing, I guess, you know, to give you a bit of an insight on, on our focus, you know, there are some standard things that we we continue to focus on so speed and capacity is always a big one for us you know the user interface and making sure that it's easy and intuitive to use and that there's plenty of automation and alerts and that we've got good service and support tools so they're they're kind of an ongoing one right where that's um sort of um standard run of the mill um we're also following a few of the industry trends so um i know you guys are looking at it now and a number of other advice firms and licensees are which is an ongoing service agreement or annual advice agreement you know, the same thing by a different name, but effectively, I think a, um, a progression of what is currently an FDS and opt-in process, it's, it's sort of a, a merger of the two. Um, we're seeing a demand for something that solves that problem. And for us, the, the functionality is effectively there. It's just a little bit of a rebundle, but we're certainly moving towards building management screens. We've got, we've got a few features in there already that help you with capturing dates and requirements around them but we'll, we'll continue to build that out. Um, invoicing, as I mentioned before, is a big one for us. So revenue management is a strength of our system and our business. And we want to continue to be um, at the forefront of that. And so the invoicing capabilities is a big one. Um, and we're also looking at things, uh, again, that sort of fit, I guess, in our um, atmosphere is things like video and audio features. Again, where the CRM, where the way that you are, you know, communicating with your clients and, and video, of course, especially in today's environment, is becoming extremely relevant um, and audio features is another one of those. So, you know, they're the types of uh, bits of functionality that we're looking at to, again, either build in software or, or integrate in. 
Um, you know, a few other things. Mobile access is another one that's been on the cards for a while. Um, again, we're more mobile. Um, we're accessing more and more from our phones and our tablets. Um, so it makes sense to provide solutions in that space. Client portals kind of lines up with the fact find capabilities. Um, and then I guess the other one is just further connectivity with, with other complementary technologies. Um, you know, that may or may not be video technology, that may or may not be advice tools or client engagement tools. Um, I've got a, a long list of um, technology partners that we're in discussions with around various sort of um, ways that we can connect and, and share. And, you know, for me, it's just continually focusing on, well, what does an advice firm need in their business? What makes what they do significantly easier or provides a much better client experience? And, and let's, let's look to either build them or partner with them. Yeah, it was pretty exciting, and that's what, that's why we like to work with you guys because you you know you're thinking down the same path as us. You want to partner with the advisors to get good advice out there and get it out there Absolutely. easily. So, yeah, but, um, that's about perfect for us. So we might wind that up. But uh, is it, look, is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, look, I think that that pretty much covers it. I mean, look, we we have a great time engaging with your advisors. You're a fantastic firm, fantastic licensee, and you know we um we really appreciate the partnership with you and, and the feedback that we get from your advisors too. You know, like I said, that's, that's what drives us um, and that's what helps us build better software for you. So we appreciate the relationship. I suppose that we'll do, to, to further on that then the next step for the, so when my advisors that when they all listen to this podcast and they say, yeah. Simon, I need to, David, I need to sign up for the full version. Yeah. The, the best way is to go to the website or is it to ring you guys or get Jezza made to hunt you down? What's the best? Yeah, way? look, that, that's a great question. So we, we did send out a bit of an email, I think a while ago now um, with, with the, um, the special offer. Um, it might be pertinent for us to do the same or if they feed those um, queries through to Jezza Jezume can absolutely get them through to me and I can, I can forward emails with all the details that they need um, directly to the firms. And I'll get that um, Jezume to roll out that original email with this podcast. Great. Which will probably fantastic. hit either tonight or tomorrow morning. So, awesome. uh, uh, Simon, thanks very much. Uh, work sorted. Awesome partners. Absolutely. Pleasure. Thank you.